Welcome to the weekly podcast of Soul Purpose Evangelical Church, located in the city of Middletown, New York. Today's message will be brought to you by our guest speaker, the Pastor Shadrach Machua, all the way from South Africa. Each week, we stream our live recorded services to encourage, build up, and edify our listening audience. Our aim is to share with you the uncompromised and infallible word of the living God. Our prayer is that today's message will draw you closer in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And now, here is Pastor Shadrach with today's word. Glory to Jesus. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, let's just into our feet and now. Um, for the reading of the word. Psalm chapter 30. Psalm chapter 30. Uh, just two verses, 11 and 12. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness to the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Amen. Amen. We may take our seats. Father, we thank you this morning. We bless your name. We glorify your name. We lift you up on high, oh God. You are worthy. All our praises, you are worthy to be praised in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, for this time, oh God, Father, that your word may go forth right now. Father, even as we worship you as our children, thank you, Father, Oh, God, for gathering us up at this tent of meeting. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, even as you begin to move, oh, God, and minister to your people, heal and deliver, God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the word that you have set for today, God. Lord, hide me uh, behind the cross. Increase right now that I may decrease, Father, in the name of Jesus. We bless you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. These are uh, a plethora of things that we can talk about, you know, when it comes to Thanksgiving. It's kind of a difficult uh, message to talk about because year after year, you know, there's preachment that goes forth about Thanksgiving. So when you're given a task, you know, pastor task, you know, gave me the assignment that, you know, you get to, uh, uh, it's Thanksgiving, you got to remember, uh, that's something that you got to talk about. I, I was scratching my head, I was praying, I said, Lord, what am I going to talk about? And uh, he gave me the, the, the message uh, from hopeless to Thanksgiving. What would we have done? If it wasn't for him, some of us, who would have looked at us? Some of us, I mean, you know, to, 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 be, to be saved, to be, you know, be able uh, to be in the commonwealth of Israel. Who would, who, would, who would have done that for us if it wasn't for Jesus? 
but he saw it fit that uh, we um, be part of part of the kingdom. So I I, I didn't want to go the historical uh, uh, way where you know uh, you know people talk about you know Thanksgiving. This is what happened. This is what you know started it and all that kind of stuff. And I just didn't want to do that. Uh, I, 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 I took, uh, the Holy Spirit gave me another route, and he said, you know what, uh, I would rather you talk about uh, the environment that makes Thanksgiving possible. Talk about uh, the, the, the politics behind that. Talk about uh, the things that necessitate, the things that make all this uh, to, to be possible. Don't go the historic way, and, 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 you know, he even went on to remind me some of the history that we did in high school. I remember we did what is called European history, and uh, I can even quote some of the stuff. You know, they told us that uh, uh, in 1456, the Turks uh, conquered uh, te- uh, Constantinople. Uh, uh, in in 1066, it was the best Battle of Hastings, and uh, in uh, 1776, uh, the Boston Tea Party. If you remember, 1080, uh, 1086, 1086, it was the Battle of Hastings. Uh, 1795, they they told us that uh, the 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 Quebec was captured by the British. And in 1980, you know, that's history. Those are, those are facts. That, those are, you know, that's information that I, I can't use now, but that's what we did in school. We, you know, it was European history. And uh, we even went further. They taught us about the prairie provinces. You know, I can even tell you about the prairie provinces. You know, uh, there's, uh, you know, Manitoba, British Columbia, you know, Sashkwana, and, you know, all those things. I still remember those things, but I, I mean, it's just knowledge that I can't use. The reason why I'm saying this is just to let you know that uh, the word is different. The word of God is totally different. Uh, because when you get into the word of God, you hear things like, uh, have faith in God. Uh, you hear things like, you shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thrown into the sea. And, and, and if, if you believe and no doubt, those things are going to happen. That's why we get into the word. The reason why the word is like that is because uh, it, 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 there is something that they call, I, I want you to get familiar with this term, it's called dynamic actualization. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Uh, dynamic actualization simply means that the word that we are dealing with is actually a living word. It's different from historical facts. I just told you that 1776, it was the Boston Tea Party. Uh, I mean, you, you just leave it there. It's information. But the word is living. It's a living organism. So when you hear it, something is going to happen to you. There is going to be a ministration that's going to happen to your being. Why? Because the word of the Lord has been spoken forth. 
what happens is that when the word is spoken, it, it actually congregates spirits that are going to transport that word to the intended destination. So the word, if the word has been spoken to you, if the word is healing, if you need healing, there is a spirit. You see, the word, where the word is coming from is going to translate itself into the transport system that's going to get to the intended person. And the word is going to say heal. And when it gets to you, the healing takes place. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So Isaiah 55 verse 10 tells us that so shall my word be. It shall be. My words shall be. Uh, which means it's, it, it is a being. It is what it says it is. Uh, that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. But it shall accomplish that which I please. Uh, it, it shall prosper in the place where I have sent it because uh, it is a, a living uh, organism. Dynamic actualization. Hallelujah. The word, uh, if we go to John chapter 6, John chapter 6 and verse 63, the Lord himself told us that uh, uh, the, the, the word that he speaks, he says, the word that I speak, is life. It is living. It is a living word. And also it is, it is spirit. So uh, when, when he says it's, it is spirit, you got to understand that the word takes uh, uh, the dynamism of a spirit. It moves like a spirit. You, you, you know what I'm saying? It moves like a spirit. So that's, that's what the word is. And that's how it does move. So uh, I was going to say that, you know, if we, if we are going to itemize things that we want to thank God for, we will be here till sundown. Yes, we'll be here till sundown. There is a plethora of things that we can be grateful to God uh, for. Uh, we, you know, talking about just, I, I woke up this morning, I had breath in, you know, in my being. I mean, just, just being able to breathe in and out. That's a thank you, Jesus, right there. I take a glass of water. That's a thank you, Jesus. Just, just walk around, you know, using your hands. That, that's it. You know, there's so many things that we take for granted that we're supposed to be able to thank God for. But it's, it's, it's stuff that we just take for, you know, we just, uh, you know, I just want to say to the church this morning, let us be in the habit of thanking God for the little things. There are some, some things that are insignificant, things that does, don't, you know, when you think about it, you think they don't matter. But I, I would want to say to you, be in the habit, be in the practice, hallelujah, hallelujah, 
of thanking the Lord for the little things. Listen, there's this medical personnel in this church. If you, if you have time, you know, talk to them. They, they deal with people who cannot even turn to the side by, for themselves. They, they, you got to turn them when they want. They got to press a button and say, nurse, you come over here. I, I need to turn. I need, see, but those things we can do, but we, you know, they are not a big deal. But so I, I'm just letting you know that there's so much that uh, we can thank. We can thank Jesus. Uh, we can thank the Lord for. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, so this is why I I I I chose not to uh, itemize and say this and the this. You just got to be in the spirit of thanking the Lord all the time for all uh, the things, hallelujah, that he does in our lives, Amen. hallelujah. So, I, so I, I want to talk about the environment that makes it possible. And the environment that makes it possible is the kingdom environment. I, uh, I, I'm so blessed that... Um, uh, you know, we, we, we were at, at the conference, and it's, it's so amazing that pastor is teaching on uh, kingdom living, and we went to the conference, the word was the same. It was uh, all the speakers, it was just the kingdom, uh, kingdom living, uh, kingdom, kingdom word through and through, uh, which speaks uh, to the fact that uh, we, we, are support, we are kingdom citizens. Each and every one of us, we're supposed to understand that we are kingdom citizens. There's something, you know, it's a little bit different, uh, Christianity and kingdom. Because right now, when you talk about Christianity, uh, to, to tell you the truth, everybody is a Christian. Everybody and their mother, they are Christians. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But when, when it comes to the living, you find... You know, uh, uh, them witches and warlocks are Christians. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Warmongers, they are Christians. Drunkards, they will tell you that they are Christians. Troublemakers, they are Christians. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about this. I'm talking about kingdom citizens. There's a difference. I, I don't know why it is that I was thinking about it. And you know what? I thought I, I thought I said, you know, because when we start we started to be called Christians in Antioch, you remember? It was because uh, the people who gave that word were actually saying it in a derogatory sense. It wasn't like, oh yeah, you know, no, it was like, yo, these these are uh, the cultish people. So I, I think it comes from we never in the Bible, we, we never have been labeled uh, to be known as Christians. It was, it was never like that. But we were uh, known as a people of the way, right? So, so, um, so they say Christianity left Israel as a family. And it came to Rome as a religion, 
and went to England as politics and ended up in Africa as a business. That's what, that's what they say. I mean, don't, I, that's not me. That's what they say. Because, you know, everybody is a Christian today, but when you look at the living, it is so disgusting. You know, if you want to see people who are so unruly, people who are troublemakers, people who are dis disrespectful, and people who are not obedient, look at the Christians. That's where you're going to get them. But, but listen, I'm not going to stay there but I, because I just want to talk about something else. We are kingdom citizens. And how, uh, I'm just going to show you something else that, that paints how a kingdom citizen is. And it is this being a kingdom citizen that actually makes the thanksgiving possible. It is that that uh, takes us from hopelessness to thanksgiving. So in, in Philippians, in Philippians, uh, uh, Philippians chapter, uh, is it chapter two? From, from, um, I'll tell you in a second. From verse two, uh, from, uh, from verse one, chapter two, from verse one, Okay, verse one to five. You're going to you you read it on your own uh, at at home. I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna take it from verse five, where it says, um, "Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Let let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form." Of God did not consider a robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking uh, the form of a bond servant. This is, this is Jesus Christ. He is in heaven, and he is given an instruction by the Father that you suppose, you see, we got to work this thing out because we got to save people. Adam messed up. So the second Adam has to come and pick up so that there is going to be a, an environment created for us to be uh, in the place where we can give thanks, uh, thanksgiving uh, from hopelessness where, because we're supposed to die. So from hopelessness to thanksgiving, so they had to work this out. So Jesus Christ leaves heaven. So he says now, let this mind be in you. He's talking about us. Uh, that it be in you, which was also in Jesus Christ. Uh, who, being God, he was God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation taking the form of a bond servant. Bond servant, the way if you look at that word, it, it, that's the word that, that, that means uh, slave. Doulos, somebody who does not have a will of their own, but it, the will of the master is what he does. So Jesus Christ was listening, uh, was under instruction uh, from God. <clears throat> 
and coming in the likeness of man and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. I just humbled himself. One of the things that we are supposed to do as kingdom citizens is we are supposed to be able to humble ourselves. Humble ourselves. I was looking at it, and one of these fine days, I remember we were praying on our, our, our intercessors group. We were talking about how the Holy Spirit revealed to me that humility is very key if you are going to pray successfully. Why? It, it, you know, I went back again. He says, you know, if my people shall uh, humble themselves and pray. So, so you see, see you, if, if you have to start with humility for you to be able to get to that place of prayer. So I was like, I was saying, why? So I found out that I was told something that I, I didn't know. And what, what this thing is, is that the character of the Holy Spirit does not work with people who are not humble. It doesn't work with people who are boisterous. It doesn't work with people who are boastful. It, uh, it doesn't work with people who are full of I know. It doesn't, it doesn't do that. So it is just the character of the Holy Spirit. So this is why he says, shall humble themselves and pray. Why? Why is this key? It is key because the Holy Spirit is the one who is here. Jesus Christ is in heaven sitting at the right hand side of the Father interceding. So the one who is partnering with us is the Holy Spirit. So if you are not going to put yourself in a place where the Holy Spirit can work with you, can partner with you, 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 are, you are lost. You are totally lost. So he says, appeared as a man and he humbled himself and became obedient. That's the next thing. We have to be obedient, simple. See, the kingdom of God is a kingdom of instruction. It is a kingdom of obedience. It is a kingdom where commands are given and they're supposed to be followed. It's very simple. Huh? Uh, he became obedient to the point of death, even the, the death of the cross. Therefore, God uh, has uh, highly exalted him and given him the name uh, which is above every name. That at the, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of the Father. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This here is the premise of thanksgiving. This is what takes us from hopelessness to thanksgiving. This is the politics behind it. So we give thanks to Jesus. We give thanks to God. Uh, because he, in fact, is the light that makes the darkness flee. Whenever and wherever he shows up, darkness flees. I, I witnessed I witness it, uh, uh, you know, uh, 
a number of uh, occasions where um, I experienced that there is power in the name of Jesus. Sometimes we, we can just say, oh yeah, you know, there's power in the name of Jesus. We just say it, but you don't know for real that there is power in the name of Jesus. But listen, I can testify because at one time back home in South Africa, we were planting a church and we were evangelizing. And in the area, we didn't know that we had uh, uh, you know, interfered with an area with principalities, dip, you know, different principalities. So one day I'm sleeping at home uh, and, and all of a sudden it was as if I am awake, but I am asleep. And all of a sudden, the whole premise, the whole yard uh, was full of people. I want to I tell you this in, in, in the presence of the Lord. So that you know that there is spirit, serious spirit beings that operate in this earth realm. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? Because man was created and was put here on the earth realm and given dominion created in the likeness uh, and in the image and likeness of God. So when other spirits in other entities saw that, they said, you know what, who is that? Let's, let's go see. Let's go partner with him. Let's go see because he's in the likeness and image of God. And these spirits now come and they partner with whoever wants to partner with them, but they're dark spirits. Okay, so, so I'm sleeping, so all of a sudden, I hear outside, uh, I, I'm seeing tall figures, uh, dark garments, and they are talking, and I'm hearing it. There's like, they're like, we got to kill him. We got to kill him. We kill him tonight. They're talking outside. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, so... Um, uh, so they, they come into the house. So you know how they wanted to kill me? They wanted to use, you know, the, the fishing rod, the, 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 the twine that the, they put it around my neck. And I did this with my hands. And they were trying to. So this is how I found out that the, the name of Jesus is so powerful. I struggled to say this name, but I couldn't. I was, I was fighting with them and... But the time that I managed to say, Jesus, I mean, the whole, they just disappeared like there was nothing. It, that was the time I realized that there is really power in the name of Jesus. Uh, so when I say it, I say it knowing that there is power in the name of Jesus. It's, it's not just, oh, there is power in the name of Jesus. No, I have experienced it. This is just one story. I can tell you story after story of encounters with the demonic world that I have experienced. And I have seen the power in the name of Jesus. So I just came here this morning to tell you that there is indeed power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. 
Hallelujah. And it is that, that is the politics, that is the background that gives us the opportunity to be able to shift from helplessness to thanksgiving. Are you hearing what I'm saying? (laughs) Hallelujah. So, 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 um, see, we, we, uh, first Peter chapter two says, um, uh, it tells us uh, very clearly, it says, um, uh, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. All this he, he just, he did for us, you know, by moving us from a place of hopelessness into thanksgiving. We, uh, we were made his own special people. Uh, we, 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 you know, to proclaim praises for him who called uh, us out of darkness into the marvelous light. Verse 10 says that we were, we were uh, once not a people, but now we are the people of God. Oh, we had not obtained mercy, but now we have obtained Mercy. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We were not a people, but now we are a people of God because of what he did. We are grateful to God and thankful because we belong to a kingdom. We belong to a kingdom that can never be removed. We we belong to a kingdom that can never be shaken. We are grateful to God and thankful because he is our father uh, who art in heaven. We hallow his name. Hallowed be his name. Uh, We thank him because he is the one who told us thy kingdom come. Did you read that somewhere? It says thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So listen, for for what is happening in heaven to be able to happen here on earth, we have to have people who are able to take instruction because this is happening where? In heaven. And we want to download it so that it happens here on earth. But if, if we are unruly people, if we are people who don't take orders, if we are people who are so disrespectful, if we are people who don't recognize leadership, if we are people who are so, you know, boastful, and how do you uh, download the kingdom of heaven so that it can be operative down here? Because that's what it says. Uh, Thy kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is. Uh, in heaven. Uh, are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, so, so this is, this, is, this is, I'm talking about kingdom citizens. Kingdom citizens. I say I'm not talking about Christians because I'm not talking about Christians today. The kingdom is a place of instruction. The kingdom is a place of order. 
Mm. It's not, why, so why, 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 you ask, why did you ask me to do that? Why, why didn't you go and ask Jimmy? Why, why, why are you coming to me and asking me to do that? Why, why Jimmy is just sitting there doing that? No, no, no. I came to ask you. So you do what I tell you. That's what happens in instruction and obedience. But we, we are so, you know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> Judges, Judges chapter 21, Judges 21, it says that for those days, there was no king. Uh, 21 verse 25, there was no king in, in Israel. Everyone did what was right in their own eyes. Huh? Uh, in the house, you know, if you, uh, we 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 making fish right here. And say, oh, I don't. Want I'm, I'm gonna make eggs. I'm, I'm gonna make some eggs. No, we having fish dinner. You know, we this is a household. You know, you, you can't be you know like no. I'm I'm going to I'm gonna make some some. I'm gonna do some scramble eggs. I don't want your you know whatever. You know, there's no order. There's no. You, you know what I'm saying? You know, just, just try and imagine. And, you know, the next baby comes and says, oh, you, you made fish and you made a scramble egg. I, I don't want none of that. I'm going to take some a sausage over here. I'm going to make my own. See, and that's, you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm talking about? That it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. So, so uh, uh, our Lord Jesus knew that. about He knew about order. That, that is why he always um, uh, made sure that early in the morning, uh, Mark chapter 135, early, so early in the morning, how many people get up to pray? I mean, seriously. Thank you, Jesus. I know you do. I mean, and I, I mean, listen, I, I know, I know, lift up your hands and if you are lying, I know that that one is lying, that one telling the truth, that one is lying, that one is telling the truth, that one is telling the truth right there. I, I know that. You, you can't. You. <laughs> so, so Jesus knew that. He knew the order of the kingdom. So, uh, one chapter, uh, Mark chapter 135, it says, Now in the morning, having risen early a long time before daylight, a long time before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. The reason why he did that is because in the morning, my brother, that's when you go and get instruction from the Father. Because you're going to work, you're going to do anything. He will tell you like during this, the course of the day, you're going to meet somebody who is so bad. But listen, don't worry. I'm going to give you the anointing, the ability of how you're going to handle this person. It's in the morning. It happens in the morning. The times we pray are strategic. 12 o'clock is warfare. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Three o'clock is oblation time. If you want to know these things, look at the Hebrews. They will teach you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So he says, he says here, instruction. He would go to the Father. Even though he was God, he was fully man. He would go to be refreshed. How are you going to move in power and anointing and you don't have a prayer life? I'm talking kingdom. 
You want to go and cast out demons? You don't have a prayer life? You want to quote two scriptures because you, or you, 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 with your hands in your pocket and you quote two scriptures, the demon will slap you. Refreshed, and he would get empowered. He would, uh, he would fellowship with the Father. He would commune with the Father. When he, when he gets up from there, he's charged up. His spirit is stirred up. His discernment is so high. He knows like, oh, right about over there. No good, no good. Because his discernment is so high. He, he is ready for distractions because he'll be told like, there's going to be this distraction and that distraction. But this is how you're going to work it out. It's uh, from the morning prayer. Oh, after having ministered to the Father, then he can minister to the people. It's an SOP. Those, those who are in corporate America, you know what is called an SOP. Uh, uh, it, it's, it's a standard operating procedure. When something goes wrong in a department, you call one of the individuals and sit them down. What you're trying to do, you're trying to find out from them whether they followed the standard operating procedures. Where did you mess up? Tell me what happened. You said you were speaking to a client and, and he said that and this. Uh, so, so, okay, just, just, just write down the report and tell me. What I'm trying to establish is that did the person follow the standard operating procedure? In other words, you call it modus operandi, right? Modus operandi. <laughs> that, that's what you do. So, so you can only be able to do that if you can take up instruction and if you can be able to uh, be obedient are you hearing what I'm saying we are kingdom we are a kingdom of priests this is what I want you to know that 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 has always been the design of God Exodus 28 verses 1 and 2 I gotta move now take Aaron uh, take Aaron your brother and his sons uh, with him among, from among the children of Israel and uh, that he may minister to me as a priest. This is God speaking to Moses uh, that, that they may minister unto, unto God as a priest. Aaron, Aaron and his sons, Nadab, Abihu, Eliezer, and, uh, and Itamar. Exodus 30, 30. And you shall anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them that they may minister to me as priests. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This has always been the design of God. Uh, uh, Revelation chapter 1 and verse uh, 6. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, uh, unto him that loved us and washed us in his own blood, and he made us kings and priests. Unto God and his Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. What I'm trying to show you is that the design has always been for us to be a kingdom of priests. 
and kings. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So in, in, in that scripture, at the end, it says, amen. What it, what it basically means, it says, you know what? It's, it's a done deal. Let, let, let it be done so it's sealed. Uh, Revelation 5 and 10, it says that, and, and has made us our God kings and priests, and, uh, and we shall reign on the earth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Revelation 26 says, blessed and holy is he that hath a part in the first resurrection. As such, the second death has no power, but they shall be priests to God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Some people argue and say that, you know what, Jesus Christ could, could, uh, could, do, uh, could do it because he, he's God. You know, he would not have... Un, he, he would not um, he would not have been anointed by God if, if it was something that he could do. Uh, Acts chapter 10, 38 says that, and, and God uh, talks about how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power uh, that he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, uh, for, for God was with him. God was with him. Uh, we see Nicodemus in John chapter 3, uh, uh, verse 5, he says that he went to Jesus by night and he says, you know what, Rabbi, uh, we, we know that you are, t- you are a teacher come from God um, uh, be- because, because no man does the miracles that you are doing except that God be with him. It's a kingdom of priests. Are you hearing what I'm saying. Um, this is the picture of a, uh, of a kingdom man. The picture of a kingdom man. Uh, always, um, oh, okay, uh, Luke chapter 13. Luke, Luke chapter 13, uh, verse, from verse uh, 31. There is a story that happens there that the, 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 the Pharisees, the Pharisees come, they come to Jesus whilst he's working, and they say to him, uh, run for your life. Because, run for your life, because Herod wants to kill you. So, so in, in, on that day, verse 31, um, uh, on that day, some, some Pharisees came saying to, to him, get out and depart from here for Herod wants to kill you. So what he said, he, here's why, how he answers. And he says that, and he said to them, go tell the fox, behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow and the third day uh, I shall be perfected. This, what, I, what I just want to sh- uh, share with you is, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm showing you the picture of a kingdom man, a kingdom woman, somebody who understands their purpose. He, he is a man who knew that he was on a mission. So he was not going to take orders from nobody else but from God. He is a man who knew that he was on an assignment. 
He knew that he was an ambassador of heaven. He knew that he was here representing the government of heaven. And that, that's what each and every one of us is supposed to be. We are supposed to be in that place. We are supposed to understand that we are on a divine program. We are on a divine timetable. And we're supposed to be resolute about what, uh, what we what we do. So he says, no, I'm not listening to you. So listen, this is, the Pharisees, when you look at it, the Pharisees were a people who were always antagonistic to Jesus Christ. So can, can you imagine, you know, there's some people that, you know, people, they, they never talk to you. You, you come, you, you know, sometimes you even say good morning and they, they don't even talk back to you. But, but those people, they, you know that they're always watching you like with eagle eyes. And the reason why they are watching you, I'm going to tell you, the reason why they're watching you, they're just watching to see whether you make a wrong move. And they're the very first people who are going to tell you like, yo, you messed it up here, my brother. You messed it up. And they, they're always like that. And when they come, when they talk to you, they're not telling you nothing nice. They just, just want to criticize you. They just want to tell you how wrong you are. So this, this was the relationship that Jesus Christ had with the Pharisees. They had, you know, he healed somebody on a, on a, sub, on a Saturday, and they were like, oh, yeah, you, you know, why, why did you heal this person? You know, you know the, this person was uh, sick for 38 years, and, and because it was a Sabbath, when he, they, they came, they showed up. But, you know, they couldn't do nothing for this person, right? So these are the people, so, so they show up. I, I, I want, listen, I want, let, me, let me take a sip of water. So I just want to let you know, saints of the Most High God, there are people watching you. Uh, knowing it or not, there are people watching you and they're just waiting for you to sleep. And they're the first ones to knock at your door like, yeah, we saw you. You say you are all that. So Jesus Christ says, says to these, these people, I, we don't even know whether they meant good or they didn't because Herod wanted to kill him. But the thing is that he is a man on assignment. We need men and women who understand that they are on assignment for God. We need men who understand that they are here to represent heaven. We need men, we need boys and girls who have the understanding so that you don't listen when the third parties come. And come to tell you stories about, about, you know, I saw this and that over there. You'll come over here when I talk to you. You know, you just push them aside. Because the, I, I told you, like, the, the, the design has always been uh, that we are a kingdom of priests. Yeah, well, go to work, make lots of money, drive beautiful cars, buy nice houses. But the bottom line is that we are a kingdom of priests. The thing that's going to be registered in heaven 
is the stuff that you did for the kingdom. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So he says, nevertheless, nevertheless, I must journey today, tomorrow, and, uh, uh, and the day following, for I cannot be, a, uh, a, a, uh, I cannot be, it cannot be that a prophet should perish um, outside Jerusalem. Amen. He knew that he had to get to Calvary. He knew that he had to uh, be crucified at uh, Golgotha. He knew, he knew that. He knew that he had to go through a serious uh, a prayer session. He knew that, you see, because when he went to Calvary, we hear that he uh, was praying and uh, the medical community will tell you that he suffered what is called hemodrosis. Hemodrosis is uh, a condition where the capillary blood vessels uh, that supply the sweat glands are ruptured because of the intense physical pressure and uh, you know emotion, emotional stress that he was going through because you know this was the time that he prayed to God that if it all is possible, let this cup pass from me. I mean, God, can we not make a deal? But see, the law of God had to be fulfilled because without the shedding of blood is no remission of sin. So he had been made sin. Sin had been put. The sin of the world, are you hearing what I'm saying? The sin of the world had been put on him. So God is so holy that he cannot look at sin. And he had, be, he had to be crucified. So he said, we hear him say that, uh, uh, finally says, not my will, but your will. So I came here this morning to tell you something about your will. You have to check your will. If your, if your will is the one that's ruling right now, you better rethink. Because your will has to line up with the will of God. If you are going to be a kingdom functionary, if you are going to be somebody that God is going to use, you have to be in alignment with the will of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So uh, finally he says that, um, not my will, but your will be done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what? I, I don't want to get in trouble with nobody. Uh, so, <laughs> what I'm going to see, because I know what you're all th thinking and what you want to do. Uh, so, what, what, I'm going to, what, I'm going to, what I'm going to do, I'm going to do this because I, want, I just want to let you go home in time because I know you'll be like, oh, he does that all the time. He, he, you know, he just goes before, you know, yeah. You know, he's the one preaching, so he's going to do that. Is, is he the one preaching? He's, uh, we know that. So I'm not going to do, you're not going to catch me today. <laughs> you're not going to catch me today. So here's what I'm going to tell you. It is therefore because of Calvary uh, that I give thanks to God. For he has turned my mourning into dancing. I, I thank him because greater love uh, has no man than this, that. Uh, a man laid his life for his friends, 
For this reason I give thanks, for he has put my sackcloth, uh, he has put away my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. I give him glory, for he is the lamb who was uh, slain. I give him thanks this morning because I had it not been for him who would have stood on the gate for us, a black man from Africa. Let blessings and honor uh, be unto him that sits on the throne. But think about it. I mean, who, who would have cared for a person like me? Who would have stopped on the street and say, you know what? We're going to help that brother. We're going to do something for them. If it not, had not it been for Jesus, who could have done that for? So it's because of that I came here to say he took me from hopelessness to thanksgiving. I give him glory for he is the lamb that was slain. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I thank him because I have pastors after God's own heart. So I got to thank him. I give him thanks because we, we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Is anybody here with me this morning who can say I give glory to God that he moved me from hopelessness to thanksgiving that when you go back home and you're eating your, uh, you know, whatever pie you're eating, you can say, thank you, Jesus. I can still munch with my own teeth. I can, I can take a glass of water or whatever champagne you'll be drinking. I know, I mean, glasses of, yes, glasses of wine. I know you'll be, you know, you'll be chugging them down. I know that. Are you? <laughs> I know that. Like, who, who is going to see us up in here? Huh? Let's enjoy. Let's enjoy some glass, some good glass of crispy, sparkling. I'm going to leave that alone. I give him thanks because he has made us kings and priests. I don't know whether you understand that. You know, I have this thing that I know that I'm a king. Whatever you say to me, man, when I walk, I know that I am a king and a priest. And you can't play with me. You can't tell me any other kind of story. Because I know I am a child of the king. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hallelujah. I will bless the Lord at all times. Uh, 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 his praises shall continually... Be in my mouth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. I'm not just saying this. I'm saying it because that's what I do. I continually bless him. No, you don't know where I come from. That's why you're saying that. I'll tell you, we used to walk 30 miles to go to school, just to go to school, and 30 miles to come back. But that was an ordinary day. It was nothing out of the ordinary. When Sunday came, we would, we would be, you know, going to the mission school. We would be jumping with joy, uh, singing, the, trust and obey. 
For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus by distrust than all. Then, kuterera, in my language, kuterera, dioba sincera, kufara muna jesu, basiku. We were a little kid. You know, I'm short, so I must have been uh, some, somewhere there. I, then, then, I, then I didn't know what it meant, but it grew on me. So I just want to say that I thank my grandmother. And one thing I know is that she is uh, up, up there in, in Hebrews chapter 12. It says that we are encompassed, hallelujah, by such a great cloud of witnesses. Are you hearing what I'm saying? One thing I know is she's there and she's telling me like it doesn't matter how hard it gets. It was hard for me too, but remember, trust in God. Have faith in God. Trust in the Lord, for he is the only one who can move you from hopelessness to thanksgiving. He's the only one who can sit you down and eat with kings. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, those who uh, look down at you and be like, oh, ha, 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 look at, you know, God can move you from that place to this other place. And they'll be like looking like, oh, what, what happened to him? How did he move from there to, you hear what I'm saying? That, that, that is God that right there. He is the one who moves people from, um, from you know, uh, cow dung <laughs> to the palace. Yes. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So I give him thanks for my mom because she read the word of her mother, my grandmother, taught her and my mom taught me and it, you know she knew the word that say I give him thanks because uh, uh, she knew the word that say train up a child in the way are you hearing what I'm saying when you see me standing here I used to drink like nobody's business are you hearing what I'm saying every day I had a job I had good money I used to Every day, 4.30, we're we talking with the boys like, yeah, we meet at the club, right? We're every day, I'm telling you, come Friday, forget it. You're not seeing me home. you see me Saturday morning. And, 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 and that's, that was my life. That was my life. I, I was a working alcoholic. Huh? But, but, but because of train up a child, the way that he should... When he gets old, you never depart. Look at me, somebody. <laughs> Look at me, somebody. I listen. Ah, <laughs> oh, hallelujah. So I, I give him thanks 
Oh, I give him thanks because he's so wonderful. He is so mighty. Uh, I, I just want to leave you with this. Uh, uh, so be anxious for nothing. Anybody anxious here this morning? I'm going to let uh, you out on time. Um, uh, so be, be not anxious for nothing. This is what the word says. But in everything. Somebody say in everything. In everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, hallelujah. With thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God and the peace of God, which surpasseth all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I give him thanks this morning. Just the, the fact that I could get up and get here, I give him thanks. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I give him thanks. I give him glory. I give him glory. Somebody give glory to God. Stand up, everybody. Give glory to God. Everybody give glory to God. Hallelujah. Give thanks to God. Give thanks to God. He moved us from hopelessness to thanksgiving. Let me say this one last thing. One last thing. Uh, one last thing. There's a couple of guys who uh, they received a prophetic word like individually. But I want to tell you something. Myself, you are one of them. Uh, I want to tell you something. When the prophetic word went forth, you wasn't the only person who was hearing it. Them demons also heard that too. So I'm just saying this to say, if you wasn't praying, this is the time. Because they, they, they're going to come and visit you. Because of that word that was released on you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because of that word, they're going to come and check you out. So now... Six o'clock, whatever time, you better start doing like what the Lord do, did. Amen. That way so that the prophetic word can be fulfilled. If you say, oh, I received the prophetic word and start walking like this. They're going to come for you, brother. I just had to say that. And everybody else who got a word, I want you to know this. Hallelujah. God bless you all. We are so grateful to God for allowing us the opportunity to share this message with you. Thank you for listening. We want you to know that you are all in our constant prayers. If you have been blessed by today's program, why not consider partnering with us? To make a donation is easy. You can visit us online at www.specchurch.net. Or you can call us at 845-956-0133. Once again, that's www.specchurch.net or 845-956-0133. We invite you to worship with us one Sunday morning very soon. Thank you again for your prayers and support. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you, and may he be gracious unto you. 
May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you.